world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. 2051, that's what the show is today. 2051. We got new people coming in all the time. And I like when George, George finally started to wake up and catch up with us. I said, George, dude, George, you're four years behind, man. <laughs> We've been talking about that for four years. And here's what I'm not making fun of anybody, so don't take it the wrong way. Um, uh, people are waking up so rapidly and so hard that it's hard for them. It's hard for them to, to believe it. It's hard for them to believe it. And, uh, you know, the whole thing, from my perspective, it's spiritual. We talk about that a lot. Take captive every thought. And we talked yesterday about the spirit realm and the, and the being in the aquarium and all that stuff. And, folks, it's it's just far more real than what we understand. Hey, Michelle, could you bring me something to drink? I had a rough night, man. I had a rough night. Yeah. Uh, I feel I feel pretty good this morning, although I was, I was you know, one of those both ends end kind of night last night. And so uh, kind of spry here. I feel a little bit under the weather today, but we're going to kick butt, go the best we can. I'm heading down to North Carolina after the show's over. Going to have a good time down there. Mike McKee passed away. I don't know if I don't know if you guys were aware of that. You know, Mike McKee, the guy who would come in and he would talk to us about the medals and all that stuff. And he went into the nursing home. Uh, evidently, I don't know how we lost track of him. He passed. Jeff Klein told us he passed about maybe a week ago, maybe even two weeks ago. I'd noticed that Mike wasn't. Wasn't in the queue, but to be honest with you, people come and go. You know, they have their reasons for their not being in here. You know, it led into an interesting discussion, and I'm not, I'm not going to get into it today, but it, it is an interesting discussion. Mike McKee was a Mormon. I don't know if you guys know that or not. He was a Mormon. And I'd had several conversations with, with him. Thanks, sweetie. I'd had several conversations with him. Jeff Klein had had several conversations with him. And Mike McKee, thanks, sweetie. Mike McKee claimed Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. He's very open about it. He claimed Christ as his Savior in the Mormon church. Now, pardon me a second. Somebody explain that to me. I don't know. Thank you. But um, uh, he passed. But uh, he, he was, he was, he had eternal security. It's like I know people who are, I don't know anybody. I got to be careful. Most Catholics I've run into have no understanding of the Bible at all. They have no understanding. In fact, when I was in the Catholic Church, we, we didn't even have wasn't even a Bible in the pew. We didn't even have a Bible in the pew. We didn't even use it. We did the, the liturgy or whatever that kind of stuff was, right? And I've often wondered if, if Catholics were saved. Because you're not going to find anybody that loves the Lord more than a lot, a lot of Catholic. I got some good Catholic friends who, my God, do they love the Lord? They serve the Lord. 
And so sort of what we were talking about yesterday, wasn't it? Religion, making his commandments and doctrines of men, making the word of God of none effect. So the big question we have to all ask ourselves is not where are you denominationalistly, wise, whatever, not, not where are you and your theological beliefs, but do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior? I know, Craig, Mormonism teaches, somebody can correct me, teaches that Jesus Christ and Lucifer were brothers. Can you be saved and still be in Mormonism? I would hope. I would hope that you can. So I just, you know, uh, Jeff Klein, who spoke to Mike's, uh, they live in the same town, Mount Vernon. Very, very, very sure that Mike McKee was saved. Jesus Christ is his Savior. And we just pray that that would be true today. So, hey, get ready for communion. We're going to take that here in a second as well. Uh, busy, busy day, busy week. Uh, any thoughts on that? Any thoughts at all on Mormonism? Uh, Mel, I see you got your your hand up there. I'm kind of, I got a bunch of stuff to talk about, but I'm kind of in a flea flicking mood here this morning. Go ahead, Mel. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, um, I was going to go to the events page on the Liberty Action Network, but I want to, you know, make a comment towards Mormons. Like I've known Mormons that are, I mean, when you look at their fruit, I mean, if we're to be fruit inspectors, I mean, you know, so I don't know. It, it's hard because I think we're, everybody's lost in, in a lot of ways. So I think we have to be careful you know, to just not broad brush complete denominations out of consideration. Um, because, well, like, I said, like I said yesterday, Mel, I, I hate religion, right? Huh? Amen, uh, Mel. Christ is the only way, the only way. He is the way, the truth, Ooh. and the life, right? And I got to tell you, there's a lot of Christians that I run into who are Christians in the general sense of the word, but they're not, they're not saved. They don't have any understanding at all of Christianity, the Bible, whatever, no understanding of it. So, uh, Golly, I suppose you can be Catholic and be saved, can't you? I think you can. You don't even have a Bible to open and read and go through it, but you can't. So I don't want to. I don't want to get too buried on that. But well, um, oh, that's a, that's one only the Lord's going to be able to tell us the answer to on that one. Sorry, Mel, didn't mean to cut you off. That's okay. Hey, thank you, Mr. Producer. I wanted to point out some events that are at thelibertyactionnetwork.com. Thelibertyactionnetwork.com. If you'll scroll down there, you can see that I put in Tim Tubra's. Romans, the gateway to wisdom every Thursday. So make sure that if you're ever wanting to know how to connect to that, that weekly study that you can go there on January 6th, go up just a little bit, please. There are two events on January 6th that I want to go up a little bit more to please. Um, the first one is Ohio Brett's third annual celebrate freedom. So he's really encouraging everybody in their own hometowns to go out during the day um, on January 6th and celebrate freedom. Um, there's a lot of things to be concerned about, about you know how we've lost our freedom in so many different areas. So um, he's encouraging everybody to, to get out and to, to, be, um, to be known on that day. The second one, um, Jeff Klein contacted me. They're doing a J6 Freedom Rally in Mount Vernon, Ohio at the Public Square. So I've put the details in on that, the location and everything. So, um, and then um, that's what I wanted to mention. So that's just coming up quick next week. So I um, just wanted to put that on everybody's schedule. Thank you. Thanks, Mel, for doing that. And look, I got we got some organizations. We're still fighting our way through the holidays here, aren't we? By the way, get your communion, get ready. And um, uh, so, I'm, you know, we're going to kick off the diet thing. I'm going to show a video today. Danica's going to talk about that. Brian Cunningham's got some ideas on some different things. So I'm go it's going to kind of be a potpourri here this morning, if you bear with me. Uh, you, a lot of the show may not apply to you, but I'm going to try to bring it, bring it all together here if we can. Uh, so. Communion, we're going to take communion, that, that. All right. Are you out there, Joe? You ready to take us to communion today, brother? Uh, thank you, Coach. 
see if producer can pull up the verses. <clears throat> Super. First, a short reading. Do I have to, Joe? Yes. See, we were talking yesterday about religion. Do I have to believe that this is the actual body and blood of Jesus Christ for it to have impact on me? Do I have to believe that? Can it be symbolic? Can taking the body and blood of Jesus Christ be symbolic and the power still be there? I, I believe it can be symbolic, but I also believe that you can be stronger in the faith, as well, you just Bible, suggested. You know, the Bible calls it transubstantiation, meaning that somewhere along the line, when the priest says the prayer over the elements, they actually become the actual blood um, and body of Jesus Christ. That's called transubstantiation, and is very strong doctrine in the Catholic Church. I um, believe that forever. Um, if that is the case, then they, they do the... Uh, writings in the New Testament over communion don't really bring that across. Amen. Amen. It, you know, um, teaches commandments and doctrines of men again, right? Yeah, exactly. Amen. Go ahead, Joe. Okay. And I, as I, Moses, I'm sorry, folks. I believe he says, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. Wherever two or more gathers, he's in the midst. I believe that I could take an old graham cracker. And the Lord could anoint that graham cracker. Everybody, you with me on that? Again, it comes back to what I was talking about yesterday. Everything's been so religiousized, right? And religion, at the very heart of religion, is control. Sorry. it's a, There's control in religion. Man-made rules and regulations. So I would just ask all, I remember, uh, I won't say who it is. I don't want to embarrass anybody. The last big Catholic wedding I went to, I, I wasn't allowed to take communion. Can you believe that? I wasn't allowed to take communion. Yeah, I I, I believe that because, uh, well, my my daughter who's a nun, uh, it tried to explain to me that uh, they believe it's a mortal sin to take communion if you aren't <laughs> Catholic and from a priest. You know, where did, I wonder where they found that. <laughs> yeah, Janine, why would you want to? Good question. Go ahead, Joe. I'll I, I do think one needs to take communion. Very seriously. That's right. Worthily. Worthily. Yeah. And you need to repent from your sins when you're doing it. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Well, that's me. I believe in him. I believe in him. That's pretty. That's a pretty broad statement, there, isn't it, Joe? Yes, whosoever believes in him, that's me. I'm a whosoever. Go ahead. <clears throat> For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believeth in Him there it should is again. not perish. There it is again. Yep. But have everlasting life. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might. Be saved. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. By the way, the world would be saved. Not just people yeah. in the world. You understand? Did you read that? He sent his son into the world, but the world through him might be saved. And the world includes people in the world. And I think it includes trees. 
and blacktop. I think. I don't know. We don't. We don't understand the the far-reaching, all-encompassing dominion of Almighty God. We don't. We don't get it. We we, we categorize it. Sorry, Joe. I promised I'd shut up. Keep okay. breaking my promise. <laughs> he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. So Mike, he, he believed, didn't he? Didn't he yeah. believe? Yeah, but he followed Mormonism. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. I know a lot of people say they're believing they follow Methodism. <laughs> right. It probably yeah. depends on your heart. It does. It's an issue of the heart. Yep. Because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Amen. And this is the condemnation that light is come into the world. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. That'd be me before I was saved. I love darkness more than light. Anybody else admit that was you? Anybody? So that's me. Hey, Lord, I was one of those guys. I'm sorry. I loved darkness. I loved sin. And I'm sorry. And I apologize. And please wash me clean. Whether this is the actual body and blood, whether this transubstantiation, I put my faith in you and your command to eat this and drink this. And I'm going to leave the results up to you, Lord. Jesus' name. Go ahead, Mike. Or Joe. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. Neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. Amen. But he that doeth truth Come to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest. That's right. Manifest that being seen. Being made manifest means you see it. They appear. Everybody can see it. When you come to the light, you can see it. Yeah, they be, they become reality. And the people that hate the light don't come near it. <laughs> they stay away from church. Right? So it says. Yeah. I find it's uh, yeah this kind of uh, uh, comparison or illustration is several times in the Bible of the light and the dark and the choices and and then yeah and the law and grace. I'll say a short prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we are so grateful that we worship a God that gave his only begotten Son, that we who believe in him may not perish but have everlasting life. It's hard to comprehend, Lord, these words. And I know we can't comprehend what you actually did. We can't understand it. We can't. We don't have an experience in our lives to compare it with. But we here, we believe, Lord, in you. And we are grateful for the everlasting life that you promised us. And we are grateful for this unconventional congregation that meets so early every day. And we are grateful for the what Christmas represents, even though the time is likely not the time, not the correct time, but we 
are grateful for the Christmas we just experienced with our families and our friends and for the original uh, birth of our Lord so many years ago. And we are grateful for the new year that's quickly coming and for the miracles of, of transformation that you're going to bring to this country, Lord. We can all feel you working. We know that you see the injustice, the two-tiered justice system that we have. We know that you did not make a covenant with us to become and remain a banana republic. And we know, Lord, that you are helping us here and the other similar groups stand up when we should stand up and do what we should do, say what we should say, thank what we should think to help this country become free again. And as a beacon and a beacon to the world. And so as we take this communion, we ask to you that you bless this bread and this drink representing the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And as we consider ourselves when coming into your presence, Lord, we ask you that you forgive our sins and transgressions and bring us cleansed into your sight. And we ask that you help us be the people you would have us be, the sons and daughters you would have us be over this weekend in this New Year holiday, that people we meet may see our Lord Jesus in us and help them to walk his path too. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. Folks, just, just stop a minute and say, Lord, just forgive me of all the sins, all the things that I've done in my life that have been a barrier against you, against those I love. Just I confess to you that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. Thank you. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Thank you, everybody. Man, got a lot going on. We want to, uh, 
I don't want to speak to everybody. I've got emails from a lot of you regarding um, getting your getting your temple in shape, and we're going to try to start that. Listen, go go ahead on Monday and be a pig if you want to on Monday. It's New Year's Day. We'll start it on the second day, okay? But one of the things, two of the things I want you to be aware of, some supplements. It's up to you. You don't have to get them. You don't have to get them. But some uh, supplements that I think that will make this journey, if you're going to try to get your temple in shape, a couple supplements on our website. And Danica is going to come in and talk to us a little bit here about uh, you know, ketones and your ability to fight uh, to fight off that fat and how we get rid of that fat because that's certainly going to be what a lot of our goal is. So, Danica, if, if you would, come on in and explain that to us here. Good morning, team. <clears throat> Thanks so much, Coach. Um, I believe By the way, have... on the website, Jared, if you pull the web, or uh, Spencer, if you pull the website up, there's four seconds here. Go ahead. Yes, we want to play this short video, which will answer questions before you even know that you have them. And then I'll just review a little bit. So thank you, Spencer. So these are ketones, folks. This is like building a campfire in your body. A lot of times we have trouble burning off the, the, the fat and all that stuff. So for those of you who aren't interested in it, just bear with us here for a few minutes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Play it at about 1.5 speed. I think we can get through it okay. Yeah. Have you ever built a campfire before? If so, did you know that by building that fire, you actually unlock the power for unlimited energy, fat loss, and focus? Let me explain. When you build a campfire, there are three types of fuel that you can use. Kindling, logs, and coal. Now, the kindling is the easiest to catch on fire. It burns fast, and if you're not careful, it'll be gone before the larger logs even catch on fire. The logs take a little bit longer to catch on fire, but if you're able to burn them correctly, eventually they will catch the coals on fire and give you a nice long heat that'll keep you warm throughout the night. So how does knowing that give you unlimited energy, fat loss, and focus? Well, did you know that there are also three types of fuel that run your body? Carbs, proteins, and fats. And each one works differently inside of you. The first is carbs. Yes, we love them, and yes, we crave them. And as soon as we start to eat them, we get an instant burst of energy, but unfortunately, it doesn't last long. And we're left with a crash and a constant craving for more. The next, we shift to the proteins, the building blocks for our muscles but also they can actually be the barrier that keeps us from losing fat. And then there is the last and the best source of fuel. We call this source fat. And like the coal, if you can catch it on fire, it'll give you the longest and the best source of energy. But for most people, it's almost impossible to get to a state where they can actually burn fat. Now this is a state we call ketosis. So why is it so hard? Well, it starts with the kindling or the carbs. We eat some, but they quickly burn off, causing our energy to drop and giving us cravings for more. We can keep throwing these sticks on the fire, but they will burn fast and never give us the consistent warmth or energy that we need. When you start to add proteins to this fire, your body can burn these logs and feel a little bit longer, yet it still doesn't compare to what happens when you get your body to a state where it can actually burn fat. So why do we want to burn fats? Well, a few reasons. Common sense says that burning fats, well, it helps us lose fat. <laughs> and he's right. But on top of that, when you get to a state where you're burning pure fats, they release ketones into your body. And these little ketones are like thousands of little motivational speakers running through your body. They give you energy, they give you focus, they make you feel incredible, and yes, they make the fat melt off your body because it's finally being burned off. It's no longer being guarded by the carbs and the proteins. So if getting through the carbs and the proteins and into the fats is so important, then why are we doing it each day? Well, the answer is because it's hard. To get our best fuel source and start burning fats and releasing ketones, the average person will have to work out 10 times harder and longer than they are now. They've got to burn through all of their carbs and all of their proteins, and then, and only then, will they finally hit their fat. Yet that's where the magic happens. But even for the most extreme people who have learned to biohack their own bodies to get into a state of ketosis, it can often take weeks or months to even get there. But when they are in that state, they are on. Perfect energy, perfect focus, and perfect fat loss. It's kind of like playing the game Pac-Man, where most of the game you spend running away from the ghosts. But every once in a while, Pac-Man will eat one of those power pellets and everything suddenly changes. Instead of running away from the ghost, you're on fire and you start actually chasing the ghost. And the game becomes yours for the taking. That's how it feels when you're in ketosis. Life literally becomes yours for the taking. It's sad, but most people spend their whole life like Pac-Man at the beginning of the game, trying to stay safe and secure. Not even knowing that the power pellets exist. Not knowing what it's like 
to be on. Now, as I'm sure you can tell, having these ketones in your blood is the goal. But how do we get there without spending weeks or months biohacking our way into ketosis? Well, that's a question we asked ourselves a few years ago. And at first, it seemed like an impossible question. But recently, some scientists we work with have stumbled upon a new formula that actually made it possible. We call this new formula the Ketone Operating System, or Keto OS for short. Within just 60 minutes of taking it, your body almost instantly goes into ketosis. Check out how this works. Before Keto OS, you're not in ketosis. Within less than 60 minutes after taking Keto OS, your body is in nutritional ketosis. Isn't that awesome? Don't just take our word for it. Get your Keto OS now and do the test and prove it to yourself. After you do, you'll discover a few things. First, Keto OS is the best tasting health drink you've ever had. Second, you'll see your body almost instantly go into nutritional ketosis. And third, you'll almost instantly feel what world-class athletes and biohackers spend weeks trying to accomplish. Your body will be in nutritional ketosis and you'll get all the benefits that come with that. Increased fat loss, more mental clarity and focus, tons of extra energy. So do you want to experience what it feels like to be in ketosis? If so, then get your Keto OS now and find out what it feels like to unlock your energy, fat loss, and focus. So, folks, this is one of the things that we're going to make available to you. If you're really interested in, in losing weight, you really want to do it, uh, uh, you don't have to, man. We'll help you lose weight without it. But if you want a supplement that's going to help, Dana can talk about that in a second. Thank you so much. Um, I'm Donica. I've been drinking and sharing ketones for over five years. And um, my favorite way to drink it and share it is at... Uh, vendor events. And my partner, Elizabeth Grant, is here online. She's with us in the huddle. Um, almost a year ago, um, I was at an event and I met Betty. And she came to my table and she introduced me to Coach Dave. And uh, she's been drinking ketones ever since. And I've been in the huddle ever since. So thank you, Betty. Mm-hmm. Um, and Liz is my travel partner. We go all over the country sharing ketones. And one thing that we have, we just love to share with people is that our bodies are created in ketosis. God created us. We're born in ketosis. So we feel like we have God's fuel. So the video that you just watched explains how it works. Um, the banner that's on the screen thanks uh, spencer it just explains um more information on how it works and one thing i want to explain is that it's a brain fuel ketones are an energy it's a brain fuel so uh there's some before and after pictures so we see that it, it does absolutely uh do what you're looking for and coach i'm really excited so, so they, mix it, the, they mix a drink i've been doing it you mix a drink in there yep. it's got a lot, a lot of different flavors how many times a day do they have to drink it you could drink it one or two times a day right. um and it whoops it does it does fuel your brain yep. so um it's good it does it, it does, does it tastes, it tastes, so good, it tastes you don't have to do it but if you want a little extra boost when we're going to try to get your body up and running then i'd suggest that you uh that you uh, be right on right on our website. You can go right there. Donica, anything, anything else? Um, right now, we have a transformation bundle, which is starting on January 2nd, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's a special on the website. And you can, Spencer, um, put the website up there for us. And you can click on the website and take a look at the transformation bundle, which is special right now. You don't have to get that. You can start with a box of ketones and get going on this right away. And I'm so happy to answer any questions that you have. Good. Hey, look, you don't have to do it. We'll help you lose weight without it, but this will make it easier. Okay. Make it easier and make it, make you healthier. So thank you. Thank you, Donica. We're going to jump hard on this thing on Tuesday when I come back. And look, I'm not going to spend all the show doing this because I got a number of people sent me emails. I want to do it. So we'll figure out a way that we can all get in there together and I'll coach all of you as, as we go through it. I won't Excellent. make all of you come in here every day and hear about losing weight. And I'm not going to do that. All right. It's just a select group. who really want to get their temple uh, back, back in better condition. We'll do that. All right. Cool. Great. 
Um, anything else? It's right there on our website. Praise and the Lord. it's a drink, not a diet. It's a drink, not a diet. It's a drink, there not a go. diet. It's a drink, not a diet. Hey, I'm going to show you something here. Um, hey, Brian, I'm going to get you in on Monday. We'll talk about uh, uh, that. Um, my brain. I had quite a night. Pull up Founders Age. This, this really, I just sent it to you, Spencer. This, this blew me away. Thinking about, you know, the Faith Hall of Fame. I could pull up Hebrews 11. We could read about the Faith Hall of Fame. But I came across this yesterday, and it, it absolutely blew me away. The, the ages of the founding fathers. Did you guys know this? James Monroe. Lafayette was 18 years old. These are the framers. These guys were the framers. 18 years old. Our 18-year-old guys today are watching porn. Drinking beer and wearing Cleveland Browns hats, right? Yes or no? Huh? 18 years old. James Monroe, 18. Gilbert Stewart, these are all signers. 20. Aaron Burr, 20 years old. Alexander Hamilton, 21. Betsy Ross was only 24 years old. James Madison, are you kidding me? 25 years old. Then there's some of the uh, kind of blowing my mind because of the compression of history, right? So here I sit at 71 years old. What if I was back at 28 years old? Did I have the wisdom at 28 years old to do what these guys did? Better question yet. Do our guys today have the wisdom to do what's going on? Hell, they, they don't know whether they're boys or girls. They're out there fighting for crazy stuff. Why? Well, a lot of it comes back to the environment, the educational system, the TV, the censorship, the, the media, the entertainment. It's all, it's all right there in front of us. Jefferson was 33, 33 years old, Thomas Jefferson. I got three kids older than 33. Paul Revere was 41. John Adams, 40. George Washington was only 44 years old. Are, are you kidding me? Wow, wow, wow. So we've got to begin to focus. If we're going to really begin to fight back and dive back and work our way back and all that kind of stuff. We got to, folks, we got to have a concerted effort to look at those who are coming behind us. Remember, Psalm 78 says that a wise man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. His children's children. In other words, we should all be planting something inside our children that will show up in our grandchildren. If it's not showing up in your grandchildren, then you haven't done it right. We haven't done it right. And sadly, for most of us, we haven't done it right because why? We trusted the government schools and church youth groups to train our children in the ways of the Lord. Somebody give me a thumbs up. Say, no kidding. Huh? So that's where the Reformation has to become. We have more information now. We have more access to people. There are, I don't know how many. There's thousands of people watching us right now. We have the ability to access people. But folks, we gotta, we got to become little Johnny Appleseeds. we got to begin right now to go hard after the next generation, the next generation. Psalm 78, pull that up for me, uh, Mr. Producer. Psalm 78, just want to show it to you again. Oh, I got some good stuff. Psalm 78, still drinking here. What a night. <laughs> Brown's won, though. Oh, give ear on my people to my law and incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable, and I will utter dark sayings of old, which we've known and heard. Why? Because our daddies have told us. Our daddies. Have told us. 
I feel so bad in my lifetime. I really haven't. I don't know if I ever had a long conversation with any of my children regarding the founding of the nation, our faith, how I got my faith, how I came. They're just they're picking up bits and pieces from me. That's why homeschooling has become so critical and why so many of my friends are so effective, because why? They're homeschooling their kids. They're teaching their kids, which, by the way, is a biblical principle. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord. Jeez, and his strength and his wonderful works that he hath done. Why? For he established a testimony. Scroll up, please. And I'm thirsty this morning. For he established a testimony in Jacob. He appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers, that'd be me, that they should make them known to their children. And that the generation to come might know them. Why? Because dad taught them. Even the children should be born. They're going to arise and they're going to declare it to their children. Abby and Maggie and Zach, they're teaching what I taught them to their kids. That's how this thing progresses. This is how this thing works. That they might set their hopes in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments and not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart right and whose spirit was not steadfast with God, like the children of Ephraim being armed and carrying bows. They turned back in the day of battle. Are we turning back today in the day of battle? Is the American church, the American Christian church, engaging in this battle for our children and our grandchildren? Is that an active um, initiative that's going on where you happen to fellowship? Is that going on? And I would say, nope, it sure isn't. Sure isn't. So we've got people purple hair and and nose rings and eyelash rings and well I guess you can't do eyelash you get my point right so uh we're in a we're in a mess where we can either throw up our hands and say well you uh you win we give up you win or we can can't try to begin to reclaim these lost areas that we were supposed to and again it comes back to theology and what we believe and can we make a difference and is God coming back blah 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 all that stuff is going on. I'm kind of, I'm kind of all over the place again this morning. Uh, a little, a little sleepy. Pull up Tucker on aliens, folks. There's unveiling and revealing going on everywhere you look. Yesterday we talked about the giants. Abraham Lincoln talking about the giants. Listen to what Tucker Carlson says here. See if you hear this in your church. Go ahead fair amount of evidence that they're not aliens. They've always been here. Um, and, I, and I do think it's spiritual. That's, that's my view. So, and, and again, it's not provable, but based on, uh, on the evidence, I think. I'm with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, if the U.S. government has, in fact, had contact, direct contact with these beings, whatever they are, I've already told you what I think they are, and has entered into some sort of agreement with them, which is, which is the claim of, of informed people, um, I would say, whether they're right or wrong, I can't say conclusively. But, but, yeah. but, but, but wait, wait. if that is true, I mean, it's a very, very, very heavy thing. Yeah. Are you, well, a lot of people say well, interdimensional beings. Right, I, I want to ask, are, you, are you angels and demons, or how would you well, describe these, these beings? You know, I, these are, again, I'm getting into the realm of conjecture, so I just want to say that flat out. Entity? But one thing I know for a dead certain fact, having seen it, is that um, there is good and evil that we are being acted upon at all times, and I think every person can feel that in himself. I mean, there are moments when you 
are moved to do things that are much better than you actually are, and that are also more evil and destructive than you actually are. You are subject to forces from outside yourself. That is absolutely true. Now, we can argue about what they are, but every person in the room, if he's reflective, will tell you, yes, I know what you're talking about. And so there are forces that are not human, that do exist in a spiritual realm of some kind, that we cannot see, and that when you think about it, sort of make you think we live in an ant farm. Yeah. <laughs> Being right. Have you ever heard anything like this on television? Ever heard anything like that? This is uh, this, this is unbelievable, right? So L.A. Marzulli would say that this is all part of the revealing, the unveiling of what we in the queue we've been studying. We know is happening that there are that. Could it be really that AI is really nothing more than interdimensional contact with beings? Is that, is that possible, folks? Is that really what we're talking about? Have Klaus Schwab and these guys, have they tapped into something bigger beyond than what we even understand? Boy, oh boy, this is when this guy brings it out into the public, what do you, what do you say? What do you say? And where, where are the people that you're hanging with? Do you, do you even bring this subject up? I had a conversation with George, my, my good friend George. He's probably out there listening to us right now. I said, listen, George, some of this stuff, and I'm not picking on George, they're not ready for some of this stuff. They're not ready. Folks, they don't even believe the Bible, right? They, they believe transgenderism. They're not ready for this stuff. So we have to be very, very careful when we begin to expose those we love to deeper subjects than they've ever taken on in their life. You cannot Fire hose them because why? They'll say, Well, Uncle George is crazy. That Uncle Dave, he's crazy. Well, Amen. if they think I'm crazy, I'm going to be of no use to the gospel. If they can't believe me by what I'm saying about uh, interdimensional beings and Nephilim, if they can't believe me about just average every day, the election stolen, all that, they ain't going to believe about anything. They're not going to believe the gospel. So folks, we have to minister to them where they are, not where we are. Some of us are making a horrible mistake in that we are turning off those we are trying to rope in. Man. You can't send them a different video every day because their head's just spinning. And your opportunity to actually share the gospel will have far more credibility if you feed them the food that they're able to eat. Amen. Amen. If you put the right kind of spices into the food that they're already eating, then at some point Amen. they're going to say to you, you know what, coach? You were talking about that. What? You were talking about that. But I can't come in, slap them with the Nephilim, slap them with AI, slap them with the interdimensional being. <laughs> What? They still think men can be women, right? So understand that a lot of what we're dealing with in 2 Thessalonians, the Lord has sent a strong delusion. In a lot of ways, we're fighting against the Lord. The Lord has sent a strong delusion. They believe a lie. And so I just drop hints. I just drop hints. I just say, oh, have you studied the, have you studied the Nephilim giants yet? I don't want to hammer them. So have you studied that at all? And if they say, you know, they don't act like there's any interest in it. I'm not going to bombard them. But if they say, no, I'd like, to, I'd like to learn something about that. Well, then defeat it to them. But you can't just go around and say, hey, man, you got to watch this video. And 911 Towers, <laughs> that, was all, that was all an insight. They're not, they're not ready yet. 
So I love all your zeal, but sometimes we all get we get we get in our own way. Come on in, John Loveland. Hey, thanks, Coach. Uh, good morning, everybody. Hey, I got a question, and then I want to. I have a statement. Uh, question is for uh, your guest. I don't know if she's still on. Yes, she is. Uh, does, does she have any information on detoxing, and, and is that something you should do first? That's the question, and then when she answers that, uh, I, I wanted to say something about okay. Good question, Danica. That's a great question. Um, this does um, clean out your body. I'm, I'm not going to say detox, but it does absolutely um, push dead cells out. It does, um, you know, make your put more oxygen in your blood. So detox has a lot of different descriptions and definitions so i'm not going to say it's the one that you're talking about but it absolutely does clean your body out um and put oxygen in your blood and it is a fuel for your brain so amen amen this is just a supplement folks we're gonna get we're gonna take the pounds off of you we're gonna do it physically once you how to do it we're gonna keep you healthy and i don't want to i don't want to turn this into like you know i'm trying to market something to you i'm not i want i want you to get your temple clean and that's what it is and if somebody has some better information out there on detoxing we're open to it I'm more open to it, right? You you choose what you want to get. You know, it's all good. It's all good. But we're going to help you. Uh, we're going to help you clean up your temple a little bit. Myra. Oh, I'm sorry, John, you had another question. Go ahead. Well, yeah, just a statement uh, about Mormons. Uh, they believe that Jesus Christ and Lucifer are brothers. Right. That's right. One, one thing. Another thing is, uh, right, God says that if anyone preaches it, any, if he adds to this book, he's accursed. That is the word anathema. It means cursed by God. Okay. They have uh, the Book of Mormons, which they believe are inspired by God. So, so I would say those two ask, things. Let me ask you, John. I'm with, I'm with you all the way. I'm with you. Can the individual Catholic be saved outside the church? I, I believe yes. Uh, can, the, can the individual Mormon be saved outside the church? I don't know if they serve the same Jesus because the Jesus I serve is not uh, is not Lucifer's brother. Yeah, hey John, That's the way I see it. Let me tell you something, John. I have, a, I have uh, many people that I know who are Christians and don't serve the same Jesus I do. <laughs> I promise you that they don't they don't dive into their theology. They don't dive. You into know, all, I would say you know God can answer that, but the way I see it. I, I don't see how you know they, they they're cursed by God because they've added to the book, and how in the world could you you know I I don't I don't see that that there's many false Jesuses out there perhaps and I'm not saying this is this is definitive perhaps they're serving another Jesus that, that you know so who do I how do I know I don't but God knows you know and uh, hey I pray for him so yeah I, I, I'm not. I, I, I believe, just, the, I believe I just, the individual Mormon can be saved. I believe the individual Catholic can be saved. I'm, I'm, I'm a, a testimony to that. I believe that. I believe the, the average person, I would go as high as 85%. 85% of people who claim to be Christian have no idea what Christianity really teaches. I mean, yeah, and, 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 and right, he says, uh, uh, wide is the gate that leads to destruction, and many yeah. enter it, and yeah. narrow is the gate that leads to uh, eternal life. So, so hoping, uh, that hoping, gate is narrow. I'm hoping that Mike McKee over the last five years heard the gospel 
came to the knowledge, saving knowledge of grace, saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. That's what, that's what my hope is. And I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to judge people by look, I don't denomination. I'm not softening my stance. Friends, salvation is an individual thing. It's an individual thing. You can be a Muslim and be saved. Be saved. Now, you can't follow uh, Muhammad, but you can come out of Islam. So I'm from, I would say this Mormons are not saved. Was Mike McKee? I can't answer that one. Mike would say yes. What would you say, Jeff? What did he say? Well, 20 years I've known Mike, and I've had many conversations with him over the years. Many, I'm talking hundreds. Always, he would always remind me. He said, Jeff, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm born again. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe he died. Resurrection. I believe he came to take over. All the scriptures we use on this show, Mike agrees with me. He would, and he always wanted me to know that because he went to that church building for 20 years or 30. I don't know how he long. He saw that as just a denom- another denomination of Christianity. Yeah. And a way of him doing prepper's food. They did it there. He did it. You know what I mean? And I met some of the people in his apartment when I was there chatting with Mike. They're good people. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know their heart, but I knew Mike's. And that's something we need to do with Alcott, Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian. I just ask the question every time when I chat with them, are you born again? And sometimes they get that look in their eyes like, what is that? Yep, <laughs> jump right. Right you know Mark, right away whether they are, don't you? Yep, Mike Mike McKee loved Jesus. I mean, it's all he wanted to talk about every time I was with him. Hundreds of times. Always brought up the name of Jesus. He just he never was, tried to push Mormonism on anybody. Never, yep. ever, ever. Even if you didn't ask, you wouldn't know. So I, I don't know. I, that's Again, that's one of those. Folks, it's individual. It's individual salvation. It's not group salvation. Not all the Catholics are saved, and all the Lutherans are saved, and all Methodists are saved. No, no, no. It's an individual. You have got to come. You have got to fall on your face. And if you fall on, on your face and receive Christ as your Savior, and you've grown up in the Mormon church and you don't know the truth, wow. Yeah, we got people dying all the time that don't even attend a church. Don't even attend a church. My uncle's funeral last week. That's why I asked my two cousins, both of them. I said, are you born again? Then I asked the pastor. Does everybody go to heaven when they die? These people are just like, oh, my goodness. These are Christians, right? These are Christians. They say they are. Yeah, say they are. Roger, come in. And Brian. Well, a couple things I would add to this is one is loving Jesus is not the same as seeking Jesus to forgive our sins. That's right, brother. That's right. Our faith and our foundation is not built on loving Jesus it is built on asking Jesus to forgive us of our sins. Mm-hmm. Amen. He is the only one to be able to do that. The Mike second thing say, I want to say, Mike would say he did that. Yeah. Well, and that, that's yes. And I'm comfortable that is the situation, <laughs> but it's not about, I love Jesus. It's about Jesus, forgive me. Of mm-hmm. my sins. The second thing I would say about I think there are many Catholics that are saved. They are in a their doctrine is wrong at times, but how are they any different than the Lutheran doctrine that now says two people can marry? Right. So I think we always have to understand it's individual, brother. It's individual. Yeah, individual for one, 
We do know them by their actions. I think the Bible tells us that. But more importantly, the foundation of salvation is the cross. How have they handled the cross? How have they handled their separation from God? And the only way to handle that is through the blood work of Jesus Christ for our sins. So a Catholic can be saved. I think their doctrine is waning in many areas. Um, I don't know that I would say that the same about the Muslims. It's interesting, Roger, that the Pope's that said he doesn't believe in individual personal relationship with Jesus. Yeah, well, right? he's well, he's wrong. Okay, right. he's wrong. But that's how I look at that, and I think my wife has helped me with that. It's the foundation of the person, whether they're Catholic or Presbyterian, is it built? on the solid rock of Jesus Christ and his work on the cross. So as I said a thousand times, that may be an exaggeration. You're all prisoners of the guy standing in the pulpit. Have been your whole life. You believe what he tells you, for the most part. Some of you have done some other research. Look, that's why we have so many different doctrines and beliefs. Uh, yeah, yeah, everybody thinks they're right. Brian Cunningham, go ahead, Brian. Yeah, I think it's key is... Um... You know, you can know of Jesus, but do you know Jesus? You know, do you actually does know, he know, does he exactly. know you? Exactly. And does he know you? And then uh, I wanted to just real quick and talk about John um, on the detox. Next week, John, we can talk about uh, detoxing with glutathione. And I'll put yeah, I'm going to bring a lot of these things to the table for those of you yeah. who really want Just throwing it out there. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to bring, bring a lot of this to the table. Well, I'm going to, uh, by the way, those of you who are interested, we're going to try to do it for six weeks. All right. We're going to go on a six week program. Uh, I know some of you aren't interested, so I don't want to talk a whole lot about it. Uh, remember this. Once you get in shape, fat, uh, muscles uh, weighs more than fat. So if we get you exercising a little bit and you get your body back in shape, it'll be possible for you to gain weight as you lose weight. I know that sounds crazy, but that's, that's absolutely the truth. So we're going to make you a more lean, mean fighting machine. That's what we hope to do. Gene Allen. On, Gino. Yes, I just want to bring in, you know, just like the communion we had today. We always have to ask ourselves, are we worthy to take communion that day? It isn't me that's worthy. I'm never worthy. But Jesus was worthy to die on the cross for me. That's what we need to, that's to right. look at. It's my, my belief, what I'm thinking. Because right. he was worthy, not me. But I still have to be right with God. With Whosoever Jesus. will, right, Gino? Whosoever and then will. the Mormons, my sister was married to is married to a mormon she went to the mormon church because her husband was but her husband was saved in a baptist church huh. and my sister was saved in a mennonite brethren church huh. and the mormon church is reaping a lot of what our our well my my sister and her husband were saved in our church but they reap the Mormonism because of their practice, because they are heavily orientated about family life. And our church has kind of lost that, is my thinking. And I they, think our church is what the Mormon church was doing. So the Mormon church really didn't save my sister or her husband. It was the work through the church for Jesus Christ. Amen. Joe Allen. Our uh, government 
and our religious leaders. The first thing I, you see them talk about is when I believe those phrases run a red flag on me every time I hear somebody say, I believe. <laughs> our country gets in so much trouble under I believe. Yeah. In fact, as you believe, it doesn't make it right. <laughs> right? Doesn't make it true and doesn't make it right. Enough said. That's why that's why it's a, it's a it's a mind game. Myra. Yes, coach. Thank you. Um, I spoke with uh, John McKee several times, and my um, I do believe in my heart, in faith, that he knew Jesus, and I know in faith he's in heaven. Um, and in regard to the revealing Proverbs twenty-five two through four. It is written, it is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out a matter. The heaven for height and the earth for depth and the heart of kings is unsearchable. Take away the dross from the silver and there shall come forth a vessel for the thinner. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, Myra, I'm going to punch you here. You ready? Yes. Okay, I'm going to punch you. Is there anybody in heaven? No. What, happen, what, happens, well, at, what happens at the great white throne judgment? Just something to ponder. Just something to ponder. Craig, come on in. <laughs> I don't know where Mike McKee is, and I don't try to, you know, put myself in what the Lord has in his heart. That's right. But if I had the opportunity to speak with Mike McKee. I'd go to John chapter one, uh, first John chapter four. And I say, don't believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Now, Joseph Smith was a prophet. He claimed to be one. Muhammad was a prophet. They were both visited by an angel. Who was that angel? Because the Bible says Satan appears as an angel of light. Mm -hmm. And if you start believing other gospels, now you can talk to uh, a lot of Muslims. And if you haven't studied the Muslim faith, they all believe in Jesus. Jesus existed. They're okay with that. And the, the, the thing is, is the devil likes the details because he really said, did God really say that? You remember that was the first one? Okay, so yeah, there's a lot of sons of God, right? Because in, in Job 38 says the sons of God and the morning stars, they rejoiced when God created the earth. So saying Jesus is the son of God and believing that does not necessarily mean that he is God incarnate in human flesh. Right. And this is what he goes, it says, by this you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh and of God. And every spirit that doesn't confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, which you've heard, which was coming and is now in the world. Now I would take you over to chapter 5 and verse 6 of 1 John. This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not only but by water, but by water and blood. And it is the spirit who bears witness because the spirit is truth. For there are three 
that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. And I would ask Mike to say, how does the Mormon church reconcile those scriptures? And if they don't reconcile those scriptures and their authority, you always quote Amos. How can two walk unless they agree? So here's my point. Here's the point, and I try to make this over and over and over. I believe, crazy me, I know, I'm not endorsing Mormonism. I'm not endorsing Mormonism. I believe individual Mormons can be saved. I believe my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. I believe you can be in a Mormon church, be saved, and have no understanding of the doctrine, just like most people in the Baptist churches. That's that's my take on it. And uh, doesn't do a thing good to argue about. <laughs> Hey, one thing before I go. Knowing keeps us free. Play that for me, Johnny. Knowing keeps us free. I didn't even look at who you were yet. I'm sorry. Knowing keeps us free. That's not it. That's not it. There it is. Huh? Knowing keeps us free. It's only about a minute and a half. So, uh, if you need Hang wisdom to make Hang the right. Hang on a minute. I'm not endorsing Mormonism. Stop it. Go ahead right decision i want you to watch this video because the bible promises in james chapter one if any of you lacks wisdom let him come to god and ask in faith and god will give it to him liberally and without reproach so i want you to literally receive this right now father in the name of jesus we come before you asking for wisdom direction and clarity i pray god that you would bring it like a tidal wave that you would confirm it through the word of God, that you would bring supernatural confirmation this person's way, that they would receive a text message or a direct message from somebody that is confirming the direction that you want them to take, that they may fulfill the assignment that you've placed on their life in this season. Father, we thank you that you are not the author of confusion. You are the way, the truth, and the life. We declare today that this wisdom is their portion. In Jesus' name, amen. Click follow or subscribe for more. So, so. If you are confused about something you're asking the Lord for, for, maybe you're not asking the Lord for it, right? Maybe you're not asking. The Holy Spirit guides us into all truth, which, by the way, is exactly what we've been talking about today. And you know what the miracle of miracle is? You go to, I'll bring you a picture of my college fraternity. All the guys are in my college fraternity. And every one of them would have a heart attack. I'd like to have a picture of it if they knew that I and received Christ as fundamentally transformed spiritually, they would fall out of their chair. So we we run a very, very thin line, dangerous territory, when we try to make an evaluation on somebody else's spiritual uh, relationship, somebody's spiritual experience. I didn't know, I didn't think it could be till it happened to me. Amen. And so there are a lot of you Methodists out there and you Baptists and you Presbyterians and you Lutherans and you Catholics. Line them up, baby. Line them up. It all has to do with your personal relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Not some guy wearing a funny hat. Not some guy wearing a robe. Not some elder board getting up there directing everything. It comes down to what are you doing with Jesus? That's what it comes mm-hmm. down to. Have a great weekend. Uh, we'll see you on, on Monday.